the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. Despite the result, we're still here. I am Sam, joining me to discuss all things Tottenham Hotspur, it's Matt. How you mate, how you getting on? Ah, oh, terrible. I'm in a right grump. <laughs> yeah, no, recording this on a Thursday. See, when we started this, we were a Champions League team, and so we recorded this on a Thursday. Typically, we'd have had a European night to discuss, and all sorts of fun and frolics, and as time went on, the Thursday became a kind of, um, you know, uh, pre, pre-game as we were in the Europa League or whatever, and, and now it's, it's the day after a Southampton game at home, which we've lost, and I'm, I'm feeling that little bit kind of like angsty, I think is the right word. Yeah, it's so disappointing. I I don't know about you, but mm. I guess a lot of fans are looking at the games in hand and they're thinking, well, this, we'll get three points the Southampton game, we'll get three mm. points. You know, it's almost like I thought it was a prerequisite that we're going to get the three points. i got a horrible feeling our team did as well, mm. um, the way they played last night. Uh, but, but we do have a few things to sort of run through, so before I go into the Southampton game in more detail, let's talk about something a little bit more positive. Uh, since the last time me and you spoke, we did have a win uh, in the FA Cup, no less, which always means a lot to me. Uh, we beat Brighton, um, and you know Brighton aren't a bad side, so I was I was pleased with that win, and I think we played pretty well. I, I think we had like a a weird kind of ten twenty minutes in the second half where we didn't play as well as we had been, if that makes sense. But you know you got to give credit to the opposition that they did well. But I was delighted after they scored, we went and grabbed another, um, sort of like went up the gears. But overall, I, I was quite pleased with the Brighton game. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, they're a Premier League opposition, aren't they? So Exactly, yeah, is, and they're full strength. Yeah, they were full strength, exactly, yeah. Uh, it was it was a good game. I, I was in the um, I was there with Seb and my dad uh, for that game. And, uh, oh, yeah. We was in the south as usual in the corner, about 40 rows back. And it was a really good mm. view from there. But um, it was a great atmosphere, a really good atmosphere. But... You kind of, um, I, I don't know, how, and obviously we're going to be talking about the Southampton game as well, but it just seems yeah. that kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, um, so so even when we're winning, and I know it's always mm. the case with Spurs, and I mean, we, I joke about, I mean, I always joke about even when we was 5-2 up against Southampton, this is during Pochettino's yeah. reign, and we was, you know, you still think, oh my God, Dominate please. Yeah. yeah. But but we just we just seem like we're having these, and, and I know we're going to be talking about the Southampton game. Yeah. But it's this it's the moments of lapse of concentration and the kind of you never quite feel like even at two 0 it's like I've got a feeling they might come back into it. And when they did, and like you said, they you know we, we stepped up a gear and, and got the third and, it, and put the game to bed. But it's that kind of oh here we go, you know what you never kind of feel like it's two nils enough at, at the moment. Yeah. And, and and it's almost like I feel like a hangover from the Mourinho days. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I know we're we're the mentality's improving, improving. But yeah. when I don't think we're quite there where Conte wants us, and we've no, still got I that. Think, I think last night proved that really. I think yeah. if we had a suspicion of it from the Brighton game, I think last night proved it beyond all doubt. Mm. Um, but uh, just to finish up the FA Cup, so yeah, it was a good win over Brighton. We've drawn Middlesbrough in the fifth round. Uh, we're going to Middlesbrough in this game. Uh, they conquered Manchester United, of course, in the fourth round, so they're going to be very confident. 
uh, that, that actually suits me a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the narrative's already there of like another giant killing, and therefore there's a little bit of pressure on them rather than yeah. rather than them just coming at us all guns blazing. They are actually going to feel it a little bit. But um, you know, again, on paper, I know football's played on grass. But on paper, it's a very winnable tie for us, uh, which would take us into the quarterfinals. So, you know, it's it's a great opportunity to advance in that competition. It's a, it's also it's also a marker for us because obviously we played them. Uh, I think it was in the was it the third round last time? It, it, it was, was wasn't it? It's beginning of January. It was, the, it was the third or fourth, definitely. Yeah, I was thinking that myself. I think it was the third because obviously I w- went with Dan, didn't I? And I can remember it being yeah, a big, it right went, at the beginning it went of January. Went to a replay, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was one all. But but that's that's where I think we can kind of work or see. I mean, I know every game's different, and and you, you know, like yeah. you you could be playing really well and have a freak result. But I feel like this game will tell us how far we've come since then. Yeah. If if you know what I mean. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. Um. So we are going to dive into the Southampton game now. So we're going to dive into it in a, in a sort of a bit more detail, and not in a kind of depressing way, because I know everyone's kind of like, oh, really? <laughs> Talk about something else. But just like, I think there's a few things that sort of need to get aired, and one of them is um, every team, every team, no matter which team it is, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool included, can have bad days. And what I mean by that is sometimes... You just like a game. They just don't, you know, don't show up. Just can't get into the game or, or whatever. And I've seen it happen to the absolute best teams in the world. And it's like you almost got to write it off. You just got to finish the game. And just go, wow, not our day. Bad night. You know, just get rid of it. Um, we we taught them when we were doing very well under Pochettino, and when we started quite well with Mourinho as well. Um. It was kind of quite easy to do that in in a certain respect. To kind of look at these results, to look at the performance, and go, we don't play like that. You know, we're better than that. So, bad day at the office, throw it away. What what concerned me a little bit about last night is, just, I didn't feel that way. <laughs> I kind of felt like this is this is kind of where we're at, and Southampton just absolutely went at us from minute one. And kind of showed every other team in the league, or every other team across the world, really, that if you get in our faces, we struggle with that. Um, because Brighton kind of uh, gave us space in the first half, especially. And when they upped their pressing is when they dominated the game in, um, in the FA Cup, is how I felt, anyway. And Southampton just did it from minute one to, to minute 96, and... You know, we we did we did create some great chances. That being said, but at the same time, you know, I think they had twenty three, twenty four shots on goal to our eight last night. Wow! I mean, that's that's bad. At home, you know, we were at home. <laughs> you you would not have put us as the home team. You know, just based on that performance, the stadium gave it away, obviously. But if you were just looking at the football, you wouldn't have thought we were the home team in that game. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, no, it's, 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 that's what I said. I said that at the game. I said, yeah. I said to the guy next to me, I'm like, I feel like they're the home team. Yeah. And, and and it's it's almost like you don't want to say it too loud because obviously you don't want all the other managers to hear it, but that's yeah. how you play us. Because yeah. you've got... It's funny because you, you mentioned, uh, yes, I think it was yesterday morning, I think, or maybe the day before mm. to, to Dan about, mm. or he mentioned it, about Sanchez having that, concentration lapse yeah, issue yeah. and every I think you said didn't you that Mourinho was quite the same the yeah. same Nuno was quite the same the same there is a there is a fantastic 
player there with a fantastic ability, yeah. but he has so many concentration lapses, and and it, and it wasn't just him yesterday. No, I I felt look, I, I, there are some positives I want to talk from. I know we lost, right? So you know, it's one of those games where yeah. unfortunately the negatives are going to outweigh the positives, and there are some positives I do want to talk about. But I guess let's get the negatives out of the way first. Yeah, yeah. I, I really wasn't impressed with Royale, and I haven't been impressed. Oh, mate, no. I'm I, I, same as you. I, I cannot... Like, um, th- there are certain aspects of his game you can see are, are there, and with coaching and the adaptation of moving to the new country, a new role, a new position. You know, he's, played a full, he's been a fullback all his life, an attack-minded fullback, but a wingback is different. You know, there, there was... I was talking to someone last night about it, and I was saying, you know, Conte's come in with his system, his blueprint, and is fitting the players that were signed for Jose or Nuno into his blueprint. And some are thriving. You can see some are really enjoying it. Eric Dyer, I think, is thriving in a back three. But you can see the fullbacks, especially, are really struggling with it. Um, but like you said then about Sanchez and concentration... I I feel like that is a mentality issue that is in our squad for a number of players. Like Sanchez gets singled out for it, and and possibly rightly. But Ben Davis last night, uh, their first goal, he slipped on his arse, didn't he? I think it... that's that's like air kicking. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm watching that, and I'm like, I know it can happen to anyone. I know it can, but it happens a lot with us. You know, it happens like. The ball shouldn't have got to that position anyway, and that was that was very much Emerson Royale. You know that shouldn't have got to that position. But when you've got the chance to clear it like that, the top defenders at good teams, and the ball's gone. Do you, do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. You, you know, if you saw Van Dyke do that, you would be in shock. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it'd be yeah. like, what? How did that happen? You you see Ben Davis doing, you go, oh for fuck, you know, yeah. because this. It, we've all seen it before, and it's like this lap. It's like this sort of not fully focused in the moments. And and Ben tried to recover in the rest of the game, and he almost tried to overcompensate at times, and ended up getting caught out a lot. But that that kind of really summed up our defending for me. I mean, Hugo Lloris made about three, maybe four saves that. To be honest with you, he had no right making. Well, I mean, just before the first game, yeah. been worse. Just before the end of the first half, it was yeah. like, oh my God, how is this ball not going in the back of the net? I know, <laughs> I know, I, I know. And I, I, I watched him, and I was, I kept, I kept thinking to myself, stupidly, I kept thinking to myself, we're getting away with this here, mm. you know, because Larice has made some saves. He's got no rights making. Like we're still in. I think it was half time. It was like, what? And I was like. Conte's going to sort this out and I was like there's no way we can be as bad in the second half and Larice has really you know really saved us because we could have easily gone in at half time like 2-3-0 down easily <laughs> was easily easily and and I just kept looking at it. And, and one of the things I think they identified in in half time was that we were not dealing with crosses well no. and and like because our wing backs were trying to press forward and our central defenders were getting spaced they were literally going into the paint. So our wing-backs were constantly getting caught out of position. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Because, again, like I said, we're playing full-backs as wing-backs. These guys are still learning this. Mm. And, of course, they were our offensive out. I mean, that chance that Regulon had, nine times out of ten, that kid scores that, or anyone scores that. It just somehow he's managed to hit it straight at Foster. Oh, God, yeah. But that chance there epitomised for me 
the system that Conte likes to play. Think about Victor Moses at Chelsea. That guy used to score goals like that all the time in that system because he'd come out to in the sort of what they call underlap run. The ball would get pinged and no one would pick him up. And you can see both Royale with his aerial presence is trying. They're trying to loop the ball up to him and then Reguilon with his pace. They're doing that. So you can see offensively these guys are getting it. You can see that offensively the patterns are there and we are creating problems with that. Defensively, <laughs> they're all over the place. Mm. And because they're all over the place, if you've got a back three with Romero sat in the middle, or Sanchez on the right and Davis on the left, think how many times last night you saw Davis or Sanchez at fullback. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. Th- therefore, they had two strikers with Romero trying to pick one. Yeah. So when they worked that out half time, in the second half, they just pinged it into our box. And I've got to say that, and I, I know this is a hill I'm dying on. Ward Price, someone should just say how much and pay it. I know, I, the guys, enough, I said that as well last night. <laughs> yeah. The guy's delivery from set pieces, corner free kicks, and then his delivery in open play into the box, Harry Kane would score 40 to 50 oh, goals a season with him in the team. Yeah, yeah. Could you just imagine, because you must, like, if you're a Kane, you, you, you look at the delivery you put in the box, and then you look at what, uh, with the greatest respect on Regulon and... Royale and everyone else in that team is delivering to Kane and Sonny. You must have. Oh, yeah. mm. I could go to Southampton and score more goals. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. It's Southampton are a decent striker away from being the top four contender <clears throat> the way they played last night. Oh, completely. Yeah. I, I think um, nuts. Cole Capitas had a good game, didn't he? I think they. they he did. Yeah. 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 The, the, two, the two other. Yeah. The last two players I want to say again, and it, it's just you know a disappointing night. I think they had really disappointed me anyway was uh, Hebier and Winks I don't think those two played particularly well there are a lot of misplaced passes and I, I know may, maybe maybe with, with Hebier it's a case of you know he's played just too many games we play, yeah. we play him every game but then <clears throat> what I will say a big positive for me and I, and I don't know if this mm. is something that you thought as well and I'll call him Benny because I think that's a bit <laughs> he came on wow what an impact what yeah. a player what a player! Mm. You, you know, not only you know you you, don't, you, get, you see you, you see those YouTube show reels. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. He came on and did that in the opening two minutes of being on the pitch, didn't he? <clears throat> well, no. You, you, when you see the show reels, a lot of them is his defensive work, okay, yeah. which I was quite impressed with. But his offensive work was, like you say, the way he was pinging it around, and yeah. he he's one of those players. It, it seems, and I know it's very very early days, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. No. But there are some players that come into the Premier League, I know we've talked about this before, and they yeah. just feel like they've been there yeah. for their whole career. And he, for me, was one of those players. Yeah. Well, well, I think I think you're seeing the two, almost the two examples, uh, Benson Corps and his uh, former Juventus teammate who have joined us. You're seeing Benson Corps literally walk, in, walk onto the pitch like he's been there his entire life. Yeah. Whereas the other half, Kulisevsky's looking like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't, when, he, when he came on, because I was trying to, when I uh, when I got home, I was thinking, did he even come on? And I'm like, he must have done, because yeah. I remember us, the stadium announcer yeah. announcing both yeah, the players. No, no, and I'm like, he, I didn't remember, I don't he, remember he seeing came, him. He came on, and, and he just, he looks a little to me like rabbit in the headlights. He yeah. looks like he came on against Brighton, he came on against Southampton, <laughs> and both times, 
he's just looked like nervous. Yeah. Like, I want to take the safe pass. I don't want to try and take someone on. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's fine. I'm, I'm, this isn't me digging him out for that. That this is just uh, I can. He's literally just arrived. You know, he's like got off the plane and we've gone quick. Go win us a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's oh my god. Um, so, so that's fine, like uh, that's fine. But like when you do see that comparison with the, the Benson core who came on and like with his first touch, he controlled it, turned and played the ball forward. Now that is what Winks had been trying to do all game and had lost the ball four or five times trying to do it. Yeah, and that is possibly a confidence thing between the two of them. Uh, poss- possibly a, an ability thing, just just the fact that he is that little bit better. But Winks, like we're talking about disappointment and positives, Bentingor was definitely a positive. Winks for me last night was, was a massive negative, and it, and it hurts me. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, I know how much like, you, I know how much you like him, and how much you rate him as well. Yeah, so. it just it just it just hurts me when I see a display like that because. Uh, it's very it's very difficult when when you sort of follow a player come through and you see all the ability they got and then you see them really realizing that ability at first team level. I mean, at, at Champions League level, etc. And and I sort of watch and and the decline in his level. I I've put solely on the the inability to find a settled system for him for him to play his best football and his confidence is gone. And then under Conte, we've seen him a few times. His work ethic and and his ability on the ball is showing again. You know that that ability there is showing. But in in a pair with Hoybier, it it was dreadful. Yeah, it was it, awful. It just yeah. it just didn't work. Um, you you need you need an Oliver Skip. You need a player in there who's going to happily kick the crap out of people for ninety minutes, not care about getting forwards, because. That's his game. His game is literally break up play, and if you don't have that, you're stuck with two players who are. I kind of feel are like um, a jack of trades and a master of none. Yeah, yeah. Hoybier is not a defensive midfielder. Well, when we signed him, I genuinely looked at the stats of what he did at Southampton. He was the best uh, behind Kante, of course, who was like on a world of his own. He was the best um, defensive midfielder in the league. And I'm like, interceptions, tackles, I'm like, wow, we've signed a great player for us in that role. But it's not him, he's not that. And I, I remember Southampton fans saying it at the time, like, you know, the stats are a little bit misleading on this. He, he's only good in that role alongside someone else who's doing it. You know, he's kind of picking up the interceptions. And he does intercept the ball a lot. His positional sense is quite good, but I do feel Hoybier is better pushing forward, like pressing high. Like he can press from the front and really get at people. The issue is, right now he looks a yard off for me, and I, I think it's got to be the amount of games he's played for us, because people are running off. And I, I said this before, and a few people messaged me after I said it and went, "I'd never noticed, but you're right. You know, I, I've seen it now. People do just run off him, which for a defensive midfielder is like the cardinal sin. You know, Skippy people don't run off him. Skippy gets booked <laughs> before yeah. he lets people run off him. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, so it's not his game. So it's like, well, where is it then? Mm. And and I do think to myself that uh, perhaps at the moment the players in the system, you know, sometimes it seems to click really well, and other times it's just not. And and Hoybier and Winks doesn't work for me. Like similar, I remember Winks and Sissoko. If I saw that on the team sheet, I'd think <laughs> we're in for it. We're gonna struggle here. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna struggle. And, and I know that's that's so pessimistic to say stuff like that, but. Mm. 
you, you when you watch it enough times, you realise that they don't complement each other. So, and I know it's kind of like a a selection headache of well, what do you do? And Benson Core has come in in two very impressive cameos. If he starts the next game, is he going to be as impressive? None of us know that yet. And probably the manager's thinking, I don't want to throw him in from the start yet because the fans are a bit, you know, angsty. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a, bit, a bit ready to lynch. Um, so what do we do? Um, I, I wouldn't... If he's fit enough, I'd like to see him start Me too. against Wolves. Me too. It'd be very good to see him against fully fit, you know, non-fatigued opposition if he can do the same stuff. Because he gave us control. Yeah. For about 10, 15 minutes he came on. We we were, or 10 minutes, we, we had control of the game. And that was largely due to his presence. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Harry Kane, I think, did okay without... Um, you know, he, he missed that, that that chance where he headed it into the ground. He did everything right there. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, you know, we were digging out Emerson Royale a little bit. If I was Kane, I'd have throttled him because <laughs> Kane is lining up that header, and Emerson Royale goes like a freaking karate kid, <laughs> flying through the air with his boot. If Kane had proper put his head through that, he'd have got knocked out yeah. on Emerson Royale's boot. Mm. I mean, you see it on the replay. Kane clearly shouts. <laughs> you know, it's not like a case of Royale didn't know he was there, and he's gone the header. And because of this, well, as I said, karate kid coming across him, he's headed it down, which is all he could do. And the ball's bloody... I mean, I couldn't believe it. I just yeah. couldn't believe that bounce. But, you know, you look at that, you look at the Regulon chance and everything, but like I said, we had eight, they had 23, 24 shots. It's just... Uh, we, we were battered. And it's like, no... Like, there are a little positive... I think Sonny's goal, I was so over the moon because I'm like, Sonny at the moment's out of form. And I think anyone who... I think everyone can see that, can't they? I mean, he's just not his usual self like the ball's getting stuck under his feet a little bit you see his normal self in like bursts um against Brighton for example he made that brilliant run which led to the goal and you're like that's Sonny yes that's our, that's our kid yes. that's him yes and then there's times like last night he'd like turn and trip and it's like what mm. or his first touch you get away from him there was a chance where it came to him like we pressed high we won the ball back and he's in the box Sonny scores from that Sonny on fire, don't look for Kane, don't look for anyone else. He curls that into the bottom corner. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's just done. Yep. And yet he hit it and the ball rolled away from his foot. And That's I'm like, right, yeah. What? I remember that. And then, yeah. so it was neither a pass, not a shot, nothing. Mm. It just He just lost the ball. Yeah. And so when he scored, I was over the moon. I was like, yes, because confidence, you just know, you know, this is, this is big. This is going to really help. Of course, it was, I think it went as an own goal. I can't remember. No, no, the first one was an own goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is going to be big for him. And again, like, his touch afterwards still like, couldn't control the ball. It's like the whole, like, there's a few of them at the moment just struggling to, I mean, he, he's had that injury, so maybe he's kind of just struggling to get his confidence back after the injury. But you, you can just see it. Like, if if they were, like, Kane and Sonny were really clicking last night, I think we would have created more, if that makes sense. Well, funny enough, you know, you remember that game against against Southampton, I think, at their ground. Well, Do you remember when... Four goals. <laughs> they were just yeah. making it look like it was yeah. for fun, weren't they? Yeah, that that was peak That was peak Kane and Son clicking, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, and you know it's possible, because, you know, we've seen it. But, you, but you're right, there, there was... Um, 
there were so many poor touches. I mean, I, I don't want to... Yeah. Like, I know I feel bad picking on particular players. And I know we're sort of individually picking players out. But Royale, for example, some of his touch was so heavy. And it was awful. It, it, was, it, it was just like, you know, and, and the, the, the first goal, you know, you talk about Ben Davis slipping on his arse. The, the guy yeah. next to me just started singing the Benny Hill theme tune. And that's how oh, it felt. Yeah. It felt like yeah, that. No, it was just like watching wrong, Benny Hill, you know. Not, not wrong at all. And, and the defending in general... You could literally put a montage of it to the Benny Hill thing, mm. and look, and it looked like a comedy sketch. It yeah. was bad. Yeah. It was really bad, and and so and so bad. Like Romero um, had a, I thought, a fantastic game. Me too. Ryan. Yeah, he, he was immense. Mm. And last night he was doing all the same stuff, but he, but the big difference is Southampton watched that Brighton game, <laughs> so they knew that Romero comes out, comes to challenge, everything like that. You watch, uh, now with it in your head, and you think back, you'll probably see it. Any time the ball was played to someone that QT was marking, the ball went quick. Right. They didn't try and control it, they didn't try and turn, the ball just pinged away. So by doing that, they took Romero out of the game. Took him out, yeah. Because they because they knew. You watch how he plays. He's fast. He's aggressive. Or a couple of times he did take the ball. He was he was so good. He timed it so well. But other than that, the vast majority of the time it was bang straight away, straight away. And by doing that, he was up the pitch. And probably our best defensive header of the ball because Sanchez always just seems to loop it in the air. I don't know how he does it, but he does. <laughs> ben Davis was just getting climbed on. He was out of the box because yeah. he was trying to intercept the pass, mm. and and it, like I said, it was it was literally they watched the Brighton footage and beat us, and in the second half they were trying to get the ball in, and for a good amount of time they weren't able to do it. But I felt, and I don't know how you felt being there, we went two one up and shut off, like but, we had fought to get back in the game, mm. and then just stopped. We did it with both goals, Sam. But when we scored the first goal, yeah, we did it. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like we just went down too many gears. Yeah, it, it was. It was just weird. I'm like, you worked that hard and you played that well to then dominate the game. You don't stop. Oh. I mean, that's that's bonkers. I mean, it's like, and Southampton then had space and Ward Prowse. You give him space to put the ball in the box. That guy's going to find a player. Do you, do you know um, what? Funny enough, you're talking about two War... goals in two minutes. Yeah, you? that's right. You talk about Ward Prowse. There was a moment. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, where in the second half, where they're attacking and we we commit a foul just outside the box, and the referees like play advantage, and I'm thinking. You're not giving them advantage when you've got no. when they've got War Prowse at the pitch, right? No, it's basically a penalty. It's ba- yeah, basically, yeah. There. Like, the guys and, yeah, and every time because they got quite a number of corners in the game, and every time they got corners, it would, Seb would zip up his jacket. He's like, "Dad, I can't watch." And he's one yeah. of those players, like you said, who's just there's, there's, I think he's almost unmatched when it comes to set piece uh, ability. I in think the Premier in the League. Premier League now, definitely. Like, yeah, like how I, old is he? How old is War Prowse? Uh, twenty six. Why? Why? Why is he not? Like, I'm, I, I'm honestly don't. I mean, he signed a new contract with Southampton in the summer. Um, he's the captain there. I think. I think he likes being there. And, and there's always an element I think with players like that of they look great in that setting. How would they do elsewhere? I guess Letitia is another good example of Southampton, isn't he? For yeah, anyone old yeah. enough to remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like him as a footballer. As a bloke, he's a numpty. Oh, he's 27. There you go. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, he's, he's too old. 27, Matt. Oh, he's past <laughs> it. 
um, to be honest with you, it's baffled sure. me for years. Um, I mean, like, if I was Newcastle, with all their riches, I'd just drive a truck of money to Southampton and go, how much do we unload? Yeah, because but even like Man City... Or... every team. He'd improve yeah. every team. He, he said, he, yeah, it's really strange. But do you know what? Um, on a lighter note, um, yeah. When when we went when me and Seb went to the uh, Brighton game, he predicted three one. He predicted three one mm-hmm. all game. Like before the game, he was like, "That it's going to be three one. It's going to be three one." And then it was three one, and he kind of come well, out. I bet he was really smug. Yeah, yeah. He was Very like, good. "But so this is how smug he was." He really makes me laugh, Seb, because he's such a quiet little boy. But when he when he uh, he has his moments that really kind of like throw me a little bit, you know. <laughs> and we, we we always walk from Seven Sisters up to the ground, which is about twenty twenty five minute walk. And uh, mm-hmm. as we're walking up, he's gone. Do you know what, Dad? Because I predicted the, um, the the Brighton game. I'm going to predict the game today. I'm going to predict the result. Mm. I'm going to mm. tell you what the score is. And he says, it's going to be 5-2. It's 5-2 yeah. to Spurs. And then every couple of minutes, we'd be walking along yeah. and he'd go, we'd have to stop. And he'd put his fingers to his temples and he'd go, um, <laughs> one of the goals is coming through to me now. It's coming through. I'm going to describe <laughs> the goal. <laughs> so he was doing that the whole way. And he was really making me laugh. And then I said, look, if we get before we get to the ground, if we get if we find a... a uh, bookies, I'll, I'll put yeah. I'll put a bet on for you, mate. And I <laughs> dived into my pocket, and no one has changed nowadays, do they? No, you, don't, you, got, no. you can't take money to the Spurs ground because it's card only in there. So I don't yeah. even bother taking any money. But I found one pound fifty in my pocket, so I said, right, oh, if you're go. that confident, mate, at five two, you wait outside, and I'll quickly run in and I go and put a bet on for you. So <laughs> I've gone in hundred to one. It was five two. Oh, for Spurs. It was, yeah, yeah hundred to one. So he said, how much do I win then, Dad? I said, hundred and fifty quid, mate. If he comes for you, win hundred and fifty quid. Mm. And the whole game, he was like going. Do you know what? I've probably what I'll probably do is I'll probably spend about fifty quid of it on the X on Xbox. So he was spending Brilliant. that. He was spending his money. And then yeah. when it got to two two, yeah, he was like, "It's gonna happen, Dad. It's gonna happen." I said, "We've only got two minutes. You watch." And then they scored a third, and I was like, "Do, oh. do you want me to tear up the betting slip, or do you want to tear it up?" Yeah, no, that was, oh, no. Dishe- disheartening is not the word. I mean, yeah, oh, good. Let's end our discussion of that game on that note. I think, which is an amusing note, uh, because, yeah, other than that, it was it, it was steaming great. steaming garbage. It was. It was. <laughs> um, right, a few people have asked me to do this. Um, it's not really a loan update, so I'm not going to play the theme or anything. It's kind of a, a summary after the window closed of where everybody is. Um, so Troy Parrott has remained at MK Dons. He's there on a season on loan. Um, he's not really scoring as much as I'd like to see him scoring, which I know sounds like a really stupid thing to say. He's a striker. I want to see him banging him in. Uh, but the reviews of him down there are really good. Um, like work-wise, um, link-up play, uh, everything. He's doing everything. I mean, he is getting the odd goal, but he is like winning Man of the Match awards, not voted for by Tottenham fans online, by the way. Um, so, uh, if anyone gets an opportunity just to sort of catch MK Dons at any point, do have a watch. Uh, he's he's apparently doing great. They're really, really loving there, which is, is nice Fantastic. to see. Uh, Keon Ete um, is at Cheltenham now. Now, he was at Northampton up until January, uh, but he's been moved up a division. He was in League 2. He's now in League 1 playing for Cheltenham. He's played two games was voted their man of the match last night. He had a phenomenal game. Oh. Um, so he's stepped up great. So I'm really pleased with that. Um, uh, interesting, Jamie Bowden was unknown at Oldham. He came back and everyone, um, I kind of thought he was going to go back out. I don't think he has. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check that. But 
to, to my reckoning, he's back with the under-23s and he's not gone anywhere. I do think there is still a limited loan window now, though, so maybe he still will. Yeah, sure. But I'll double-check that. Alfie Whiteman, again, he was he was on loan in Sweden for a while. Um, his contract was due to expire June 2022. Now, I am told, about as reliable as anyone is, <laughs> he has signed an extension for a year and is about to go to the MLS um, on loan. Um, so keep an eye out for that, see if anything comes out about that in the next few days. Uh, Papa Mate Sar, he's still on loan at Mets, a player we own but never seen. Um, he signed, uh, we obviously signed him in the summer and left him there on a season on loan. He has just won the African Cup of Nations with his country, Senegal. Didn't get many minutes in a tournament, to be honest. But he's still a young lad. I think he's like 18, 19. But he did get some. Um, I think he'd have got more, but he got COVID right at the very start of the tournament, the poor sod. So um, he was like due to start the first game and he had an outbreak. Uh, but yeah, um, I did get to catch a little bit of him when I saw. Uh, looks a tidy flair. But then the AFCON is a weird competition. Yeah. Very hard to gauge what's going on there, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, as everyone knows, the USA International was up at Celtic and is loving life up there. Um, he is being raved over. Celtic want to sign him. Uh, in the summer, he'll have a year left on his current deal, um, so there'll be a fee involved. But all intents and purposes, it looks like Celtic want him. He wants to be up there. A deal to get done. Yeah. So suits all yeah, parties, isn't it? I think it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of fed up of reading his name out on the loan updates. To be <laughs> honest, I've been reading his name out for the last two, three years at various clubs. Um, really lovely lad, though. Um, really, really nice guy, and I wish him all the best. Absolutely, all the best. Uh, Jay Neil Bennett is back at the under 23s. He was on loan to Crew, but ended due to an ankle ligament injury. Um, I don't think he recovered fully in time to be looking at another loan. Uh, he did get some minutes for the under-23s the other day, though, so he is recovering, which is good. Niall John has got his first ever senior loan. He's gone out to Charlton in League One. Uh, he's made his debut off the bench, only a few minutes so far, but keep an eye out for that one. Uh, Jack Clark has gone on loan to League One as well with Sunderland. Got to be honest with you, the Jack Clark signing is becoming a bit of a farce um, and and is well worthy of discussion at this point because it has now become evident from a lot of people Jack Clark was signed by Daniel Levy. Uh, he wasn't scouted. It was a deal done because Levy was offered him after a recommendation from a certain Mr. Pleat um, who has recommended some phenomenal players to Spurs over the years. Uh, but we signed this guy for £10 million without Pochettino being interested, he was the manager at the time, and without our scout at the time, Steve Hitchin even looking at him. Jesus. That sums up to me one of the massive issues at this club. And Conte in his press conference the other day talked about the amount of mistakes made in the transfer market. I mean, ten million on this lad, and he's now on a League One loan, having been on three loans in the Championship. It's it's awful. Wait, wait, where do you? So, so you talk about. Like so, obviously the way it was done was was yeah. was was silly. You know, obviously with the manager not yeah. being involved and Steve Hitchin not being yeah. involved as well. But 
But you say that he was he was recommended by Pleat, who's recommended some yeah. really good players. So, yeah. where where do you think it's gone wrong? Where do you think Pleat got it wrong? Where do you I, think? I, I think Pleat watched him, assessed him, and there is de- definite talent there. Don't get me wrong, Jack Clark is a definitely talented player. What he does uniquely for English wingers is he likes to beat people. You don't see that with English players really anymore. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's like when me and you were younger, wingers. That was what they did. You know, they got the ball. They tried to get to the byline. Chris Waddle. Yeah, mate. You you got it in your head straight away. You can visualise exactly what I mean by that. Mm. The way teams play in the Premier League now, can you think of a team that plays with what we would class as a traditional winger? No, you're right. When was the last time Tottenham played with a traditional winger? No, you're right. And yet we signed him. (laughs) Now, you could say he's young enough when we signed him especially that... He could adapt, he could play different ways, and with all the talent he's got, definitely. But the reason why Leeds were happy to let him go is because there were a lot of problems behind the scenes with him, his mates in the local area going out getting drunk and missing training. Pleat knew all about that, Tottenham knew all about that, and Pochettino, obviously a great relationship with Bielsa. And so the conversations that all happened around that signing was, he's having a bad influence on him here. Get him out of here. This kid's got all the talent in the world. And that was the conversation. And 10 million for a kid who potentially could be worth 30, 40, 50 million in a few years to Daniel Levy was perfect. But again, this is the business brain of Daniel Levy thinking, I spend 10 million in a few years' time. He's worth that or more because of how young he is and how talented he is. Great investment. But you're not thinking about the football aspect of yeah, it. Yeah. You're not thinking about well that ten million there could have actually gone towards the other signings in that summer where we signed Giovanni Lachelso, that extra ten million could have gone towards signing Bruno Fernandez. Did you see what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's yeah. like it's like it's it's a bizarre, bonkers thing. And when you've got a setup at a club where the manager says no, the chief scout says no, but the chairman goes, Well, I bought him anyway. That's a problem. <laughs> that, oh, that, see, see that, that you know that's that's the issue, isn't it? That's that's a massive issue. See, um, I, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried now that David Pleat is suffering from some kind of mental breakdown because maybe <laughs> maybe he was thinking I'm signing someone and he th- he's thinking it's 1987. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is about Pleat, and this is the thing is like Pleat's recommended players to Tottenham a lot. Pleat recommended Deli Ali. Mitchell went and saw him and signed him. He recommended um, the, the lad at Leicester, Morris. Yeah, and we could have signed him for between three and five million, very similar to the money we played for Delhi. And the deal was all there to be done. We scouted him, liked him a lot. And Pochettino looked at him and went, "At the moment, he's not an upgrade on what we've got in the first team, but he's too good to sit in our under twenty threes. Mm. So if we're going to do a deal, what we should do is very similar to what we did with Delhi, is we sign him." And loan him back, but we do it like eighteen month loan almost. Like just stay with your club and play every week, and then in a year's time or whatever, see what level you're at. But again, this is where the sort of disconnect happens. Is the club didn't want to do that. They did it with Delhi for six months. Saw him arrive and just burst onto the scene. Delhi's value went from five million to fifty million. Let's do that again. Mm. <laughs> but and and you know and to to be respectful on this one. The decision made then was actually no. Pochettino doesn't want him, so we're not going to sign him. Yeah. So you can see that like David Pleat, all David Pleat does is looks at players, looks at players, and and will recommend them. 
is stand up to the club what level of due diligence they do. You know, it's like um, Morrison, they really looked at, I mean, like really looked at, and then someone else came in and they went, okay, what's our decision here? No, he's not going to push the first team, so let, let him go to somebody else. And I think he went to Coventry at that point and then to Leicester. Sure. I, I can't remember which way round it was. So it might be, I can't remember. But anyway, he sort of went to a club, then to Leicester. Um, so it, it's it's odd, you know. There's scenario, but again, you go on to and in the same window, and we signed Tangi Undumbele and Giovanni Lascelso, who of course are both currently on loan from the club as well. Tangi has rejoined Lyon uh, in League One, League One in France. Uh, they do have a buy clause which they can trigger in the summer. Um, I watched him make his second debut for him the other day. Um, I don't know. Have you seen this at all? I bet he was mustard, wasn't he? Or my I... yeah, yeah, it was absolutely friggin' unbelievable. Yeah. Um, smile on his face. I want to slap him. Oh, yeah. Can I? Can <laughs> no. I come? Can I be second? Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds awful. That's, that's not the right thing. No, to but, say, do, but do, do, do you know? What? I saw him smiling, looking at mate. Perhaps, and I know, I know, for us as Tottenham fans, perhaps he just really hated it in London. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like, <sighs> I, and and yeah, I can. If you anyone here has ever done a job at a place they hated, <laughs> you, you, you go back to your old gaff. It's like, oh, thank goodness. Uh, yes, Sam, Sam, I, I can really relate, mate. And do you know what? Just taking it away f- from football for a second and just yeah. thinking of me myself, I kind of um, maybe it's my age, mate, because I'm I'm in my forties now. And anyone yeah. listening who's who's in their forties, maybe if they can if they can uh, appreciate what I'm going to say, but. I feel like I'm kind of at an age now where I'm assessing everything and all I want to do is be happy and live a fairly simple life. But not a simple life as in, you know, live in a farm and just like not have any, you know, just not have anyone around. But just a simple life, a simple life. Just, yeah. I think, I think yeah, I've come no to the... Drama, yeah, no drama. Yeah, yeah, I think I've come to the conclusion that happiness comes from just... Uh, just living a fairly just simple and be, you know being happy in what you do and yep. I, I, look I, there's nothing there's not there's nothing wrong with uh, wanting wanting to um, you know push your boundaries step out your comfort zone and grow and that. that's 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 really good and that's something that you know I'm hoping I can do uh, at some point but yeah. me thinking me personally I, I just think that um, and, and I know and Dunbar is only a young fella but sometimes. Going, going to where you're happy, going to where you're comfortable, is maybe just the the best thing to do. I mean, look, he, he's like, you know, the the, the all or nothing documentary. Yeah. It was quite clear then that he he didn't fancy it, and like you, no. I think you alluded to it last week. Levy, Levy just persuaded him to stay, and yeah. look, we we know, like you know, obviously we're talking about Jack Clark. That all Levy's thinking is, if you go now, mate, I'm not going to get the money that back that I spent on you. He's, there's no, there's yeah. very, I, I I might be wrong. But my 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 prediction would be that Levy couldn't give a toss about his happiness or any, any oh, mental health. No. It's like I've made a huge amount <laughs> no. of freaking money on this guy. I spent yeah. a lot of money on this guy. I don't want to lose that. You know, that's all he's thinking yeah. about. You know, and as much as as much as we were all angry with Don Belly, and I, I, you know, like I said to you when I was at the game at the, at the Morecambe mm-hmm. game, I was booing him and I was calling him the c word yeah. in front of my boy, which I was really embarrassed about because it was so frustrating, and so passionate about it. Yeah. But the, the guy, like, I mean, I didn't see the game, and you have, but clearly by the fact that he looks happy, he's back to his mm. normal self, that's where he's where he's happy. And yeah. part of me just, well, a big part of me now is just thinking, good luck to him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it just, it, it didn't work. He, he tried it. Yeah. It didn't work. He's in the, in the, in the, I think he was good friends with 
the, the rest of the French mafia. Yeah. They've moved on, so he's lost his two best mates at the club. He's just probably far too far, far out of his comfort zone, and he's like, yeah. I just want to go back in it. And you know, if it, if you know, he's got the smile back on his face. He's happy again. Part yeah, of me is just like, him, good luck yeah. to him, man. It just didn't yeah, work. Um, like, like, like we, 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 you know, we talked about. I know I don't want to spend any more time talking about the game last night, but I will say with a positive with uh, Benny when he come on. This guy, I know it's two cameos. I appreciate those two games, but the guy looks comfortable and he looks like he looks settled already. Dare I say, he looks settled already. Yeah. And some people just can do that. I mean, the guy's Uruguayan. He's been yeah. playing in Italy. He's now in England. Like, for most of us, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, for me, yeah. even thinking about Mad. moving to another town. Like, you know, say <laughs> say Vicky was like, I've got a really good job up in Manchester. I'd be excited, but I'd be like, shit, man. Like, I don't really know where yeah, I am. Yeah. This guy's gone from, this, from South America to Italy to England. And he looks like he's just been living in yeah. England for his whole life. Some people yeah. just adapt easier, but some people are just like... I just want to be where I'm happy, where I'm comfortable, and clearly that's that's him. That's where he's happy, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, There's a long-winded yeah. way of saying that, mate. Sorry, but no, 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 it's fine. Um, but they they have a buy clause, and a lot of people have kind of uh, looked at this and kind of gone, "Oh, well, Leon ain't got that sort of money. This is this is he's just going to come back to us in the summer." Look, there is a very real possibility this ain't going to work, and he is going to come back to us in the summer, and we've got this problem again of finding him a new home. The way he started for Leon, hopefully he will continue to play very well there. Because if that scenario does happen, then I think we won't be short of suitors, if that makes sense. Of course. Yeah. But what I will say is, we didn't, you know, I said this last week, I think. With transfers, you don't just go, right, you sign this guy for 60 million. Here's 60 million. Thank you very much. It's done over tranches and installments and over years. So basically, at the moment, the club we still owe them probably about 40 odd million quid so any re-signing will just be us going right well we'll stop that (laughs) you know and that's 40 million of the deal done um and then you give us the the difference which i think would be about 11 million euros which leon can do you know that's that's not anything in football even in france so financially the deal is there to be done if they want to re-sign him. Um, the way he started, I think I think they'll be happy. And also, Tangi's agent did an interview in France saying he was more than happy to reduce his wages back to Lyon level. So, and, know, and that's and that's another thing, isn't it? You know that yeah. he, he probably won't mind that if if he's no, if he's in a much better place. Of happiness, yeah. Yeah, if he's yeah. in a much better place, then yeah. you know, money's not everything, is it, mate? No, no, it's not. It bloody helps sometimes. It helps. Yeah, yeah. People say money can't buy happiness. Well, it can buy jet skis, and that's pretty freaking close. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you know what? I, I, I heard somewhere that uh, there's that scout. You, you probably heard it. I know you're you're a man of the world who's who's all yeah. his wise words. But from what from what I've heard somewhere, they say that it's a scout, isn't it? And you hit seventy grand, you, like it goes really steeply up the happiness level with money, and then when it hits <laughs> seventy grand, it really plateaus. And so the difference between someone earning seventy grand and Jeff Bezos isn't that much. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, really, well, yeah. for football players, yeah, they're I mean. they're way in that echelon of that that level, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, I if I hit that level as a football player and you're earning the sort of money they do, I mean, forty, fifty grand a week, whatever. Yeah. Some club offers you a hundred grand, brilliant, but you're happier at a place where you're only only only, only <laughs> earning fifty or sixty grand. 
I I would always go, look, Mr. Agent, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. know your commission rates, <laughs> but I'm happy. I don't yeah. need to earn that extra money. No. It never seems to work that way. I, I think because people are hardwired to kind of like, footballers have it drilled into them, don't you? Your career is short. You know, when this is done, that's it. You know, your career is short. So they're like, yeah, you're right. I need 400 million in the bank rather than the 300 I've got. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. you're fine. You're going to be okay. Unless you literally George best it up against the wall, you're going to be, oh, you're doing that. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> uh, Giovanni Lucelso's at Villarreal. Um, now, everywhere, when that deal was being done, said there was a buy clause everywhere, everywhere. And when it was announced, I can't find anything anywhere about it. And the thing is, with Spanish clubs, they announce deals with detail. They like literally will put everything out there, like, oh, we've signed him for this loan fee. Uh, if he plays this many games, it triggers this. If it does this, if it does, like they will mm. put the full thing out, you know, comunicado oficial. Uh, yeah, there was nothing. So I got a feeling he's back in the summer. Okay. Um, Lachelso likened them belly for me. Just a massive, massive disappointment. Um, I think I've talked about it. But the two of them were at Tottenham for two and a half years and managed starts in the Premier League between them under 13. I think it was, I think it's 11 or 12. I can never remember. But that's that, that that's insane when you consider that's 100 million pounds worth of players that were signed. And that's all they've managed. I mean, Chelsea has become like a bad joke. The guy gets injured on international duty, he uses the club as a gym, gets fit to go back again. Yeah. He played yeah. more for Argentina in the last six months than he did for Tottenham. How does how how does that work? Mm. <laughs> Just literally minutes on the pitch, he played more. You know that wasn't an exaggeration. That's a literal stat. He he did more minutes on the pitch for Argentina than he did for Tottenham. Uh, just bizarre. The fact that Argentina kept picking him is bloody bizarre. But, uh... but it's, a, it's like you know when, when you when you think of like you know you said about how, how Kulu come on yesterday and he looked like a rabbit caught in headlights. Yeah, but the guy's yeah. literally been at the club for a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Celso, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't think he looks like a rabbit caught in headlights. But at the same time, he just looks like he's Never he's not looked, he's not he hasn't place. there is he? You know he's he's not. No. Never worked. No, it's, never it's just worked. never worked. I, I don't think we've ever found a position for him. Uh, you know, when we signed him, it was like, oh, an Ericsson replacement. And then I remember reading this article. It's like, if Tottenham think they've signed a playmaker, it's not. Maybe a deep lying one, but, you know, not he's not that. So I was like, all right, well, what is he then? And I'm not sure, like, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none scenario yeah. kind of fits him because. Yeah. Deep line playmaker, he doesn't work. But I remember there was like a couple of games where he'd play that deeper role and he'd bring the ball forward. Like he'd burst forward with the ball and I think, oh wow, okay, here he is. This is what this guy can do. Mm. And he was able to thread balls through brilliantly. Just never happened. Just injury after injury. And again, you know, you can look at it and just go, it's just not going to work. So hopefully he gets plenty of games for Villarreal. He's already started and played a full 90 minutes for him, by the way. Right. Yeah, bonkers. Uh, but anyway, hopefully you'll get plenty of minutes and something will happen. So in the summer, we're not faced with that again. Uh, and of course, the last one, which is just a straight loan. Brian Gill went to Valencia. Uh, is literally just a loan, like a, a million euro fee, and they're covering his wages. And he's started a couple of games and he's playing brilliant. <laughs> he's really good for him. But again, I'm going to come back to this. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Jack Clark thing. 
Brian Gill is what I would class as a traditional winger. Yeah. We don't play him. And yet we signed him. But to be fair, we did sign him before Conte came, didn't we? We did. Yeah. We did. And we did sign him with Nuno in mind, mm. who was trying to create a system with, with wider players. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong. He was signed with a different player. And I also think he was signed with a kind of... Uh, part of a deal with Lamella going the other way with an overall feeling of we want to bring in talented players and lower the age of the squad, you know, and, and do these things. But again, the fact that he's gone out on loan, I, I did, I had a lot of criticism over that. My, my view was sending him to Spain protects his value. It doesn't help the player. Did you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't let him like set the, him into the Premier League, does it? No, yeah. like how does that help him? get better in English football, mm. you know, learning the language, all these different things. Conte in his press conference basically got asked that question and his answer was great. It was just along the lines of, you know, the kid's still very young and he needs to play games. And he's like, in England, all you know, very different weather and everything like that is going on. Right now, he isn't physically able to do it. He was like, and, and he used him as an example, not only of... The kid's got all the work ethic, all the thing in the world. So this loan is not about selling him next season. It's about helping him get that confidence, get the games. And then we're going to work with him in the summer to help him physically get better for English football. It was also about the club making mistakes. Because he used it as an example of, look, this kid has got all the talent in European football. And in Spain, he's a starter for pretty much every team in La Liga, Germany. Um, Italy, he's a starter. England's a very different league, and he's like, unless you've been here, you don't understand it. He said, I've managed here before, so I know the type of players you have to sign, and the, and the profile of the players is different for England than anywhere else. And he's like, you know, the physicality and the kind of physical conditioning is different. Mm. And he's absolutely right. He's absolutely spot on. You know, you look at Brian Gill, and he is. All, all intents and purposes, the kid needs to bulk up a bit. Yeah, he's very gangly, isn't he? He looks he like is, a. Yeah. He reminds me of um, Scooby Doo. You know the Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Darren Anderson used to be. Like Darren Anderson probably couldn't play in the Premier League anymore. Which is like a lanky streak he was. A breakable lanky streak. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That's that's the round up. Everyone, it's really bugging me the Jamie Bayden thing. I'm gonna have to try and find out. It's like nagging in my head that he has gone somewhere. And okay. I said he hasn't. So <laughs> there, if he has, there's people to this podcast going. Oh, says he's an expert. <laughs> Speaking of says he's an expert, by the way, I put a typo right on a Facebook post. Okay, and it, right, I never put the typo. You know, autocorrect on your phone. Yeah. Any time I've written the word Deli Alley for the last three years, my autocorrect has changed it to Adele. Okay. I have no idea why my phone thinks I'm such a friggin' Adele fan, <laughs> but it does. It just changes it every single time. And so I have had to purposely, when I've done it, go in and write Deli, wait for my phone to go, do you mean Adele? And then go, no, <laughs> I bloody don't. <laughs> and, and then, like, put the post out. So anyway... On this occasion of Delhi leaving the club, and I've done this post, I've written it, and I've just looked away, because I'm like, oh, that's funny, it didn't come up with Adele. Isn't that odd? Mm. So I've moved on. I've posted it. I I think it's like that 11 midnight on transfer deadline day that's gone through, quarter past midnight. I'm knackered. I've gone to sleep. I've woke up in the morning, 
Of course, my phone has gone, oh, you're trying to write the word Delhi. <laughs> you silly Billy, that's not how you spell Delhi. <laughs> it's D-E-L-I, Delhi, sandwiches, Delhi. <laughs> so I've looked there and I've gone, oh, fuck, I've looked there. And I've got like five messages from people I know. Right. Step in, Stefan, my brother, a couple of other fellow Spurs fans who follow the page just go in, was that a dick? Well, Stefan didn't. Stefan just sent me a post of all the comments underneath it going, think you want to correct that typo. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, for f- Someone actually wrote, you call yourself a Spurs page. Oh, for God's sake. God's and I read sake. it, and I, and I, and I, oh, I, was, I was raging. I was so <laughs> angry. I, I like, because I, I saw the typo, I thought, oh, no, bloody phone. I've corrected it. I've replied to a couple of people who have gone, oh, you spelled Delhi wrong. You know, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. Obviously, it's a typo. Come on, yeah. obviously, it's a typo. Yeah. And then I've got to this one. You know, call yourself. I was like, call yourself. I was raging, man. I was like stomping. That was a great Joe Pesci impression, by the way, Sam. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, home alone. So, oh, mate, I was raging. And so I've written this reply, and this reply is evil. And I'm like, no, no, come on, grow up. Delete that. And I've literally just put something back, like, clearly. It was a typo. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. Old, my iPhone has corrected it. It's now updated. I, and that's all I did. I just thought, no, do that. I left it. And the guy replied going, yeah, sorry. You know, passion running a bit high. I was sad to see him leave. And I was like, okay, just walk away now. Because the guy has said that. You, you've corrected him. You've not got annoyed. And he's in a way kind of apologized for making the comment. So I learned a little bit of a lesson then not to just go fully raging. You know, just like... Clearly, it was a freaking typo. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyone who thinks yeah. that this guy leaving, I fought as a final dig. Ooh, I go. Ooh, you're leaving us. I'm gonna call you a sandwich. <laughs> Anyone who thought that, oh Jesus! But, I, I man, just, I, I just think some s- stuff. Do you know, like his timing in it. Like yeah. someday, I, I was gutted. Delhi left. It was right. One hundred percent right. Yeah. Head, head, one hundred percent. Heart, no, mm. it aches. I aches at that. Yeah. He's left. But then, to, like, I woke up the next day, and that was the first, like, that was the first comment I've like seen. Oh man, you, you know, like, something's like the simplest thing could just send you way over the edge. Yeah, I yeah. was gone. I was so far gone. I mean, now I'm laughing at the time, not laughing. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I, I do you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? Social media. I know we talk about it all the time, but I'm hoping that it's so, funny enough. Someone put on. Um, a tw- it was a tw- you, I know you're on Twitter all the time yeah. and I, I can't remember the words but the context I f- hopefully I can portray and it was like was, was it maybe 2010 or 11 I don't know when uh, mm. Twitter first came out but it was mm. like some like you put a comment and someone puts a really nice comment back and it's like this really nice yeah. conversation it's like you put it a comment like now discourse. yeah now anything you say you're just getting someone from the opposite end of the spectrum attacking you attack attack yeah. attack and, and I'm, I'm hoping that um you know, we over time it it repairs itself. It you know it, it heals itself. But we're still yeah. through it at the moment. Where anything you put just gets a t- like you know if someone disagrees with you, they proper disagree. <laughs> and and like yeah. you say, you could you could clearly see it was a typo. And, and like you say, the guy when he responded, he kind of <laughs> he, he did. He but did, but at the same time, it's you know what it is. It's just and and everyone says it. And I know I'm saying something that everyone says, but you would never be in a pub. Like if if you was down a pub mm. with your mates and someone said a. Yeah. No one would attack you all, but it's so easy, isn't no. it? Behind the computer screen, yeah. or behind your phone, just to have it a is. dig all the time. And it, and I guess if you're it not is. in the right frame of mind, 
Like oh, you, you, okay. you attack back, and then you're having this stupid argument with someone yeah, that you never yeah, met, and you're me, never gonna. <laughs> me and this guy could have gone ten ranks yeah, if, I, if I posted what I was gonna post about his stupid haircut. <laughs> 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 it was so. Th- I'm like looking up this guy's Facebook profile. Going, right, let's find all the things wrong about you. This <laughs> gets so oh, look, silly. You it? made a post in 2009 where clearly you meant to say sky, and you've written this. <laughs> So Who's true. perfect now, Jagger? So <laughs> I was gone. You, you do that, don't you? You're like, right, okay, you're picking me up on this. I'm going to find something. And, I, and I've done it before, and I'm going through all their time. And I'm like, I'm going to find something. I'm going to find oh, something. Yeah, and you think, I've just spent 20 minutes getting like, angry at someone yeah, I've never man, met. I was like, why, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. why? And so when I finally wrote like this calm, a calmish response, yeah. like with gritted teeth, like, be professional, be professional. <laughs> And it's just like, it's gone, and I'm like, oh, dude. I'll tell you what, I've managed to trigger Arsenal fans on our TikTok. So Spurs News has a TikTok account. Any grown-up player who has a TikTok account like me and Matt, because we got dragged into it with our kids, yeah. are, still, are still stuck there, because it's hilarious. <laughs> find us on there, just search Spurs News and you'll find it. Basically, it's designed for like funny things and a bit of nostalgia. So it's all short click videos. And the other day, it was the anniversary of Harry Kane scoring the two goals against Arsenal. The day that the Arsenal fan TV guy said, whose name is Harry Kane? Mm. And then he scored twice. And then someone's got a shot of him in the stand looking like positively, you know, suicidal after the game. Now... It, it it was great, and it's just such a fun moment for us as fans because it was kind of like that was the Kane moment, wasn't it? It's was like he was good, he was doing well. That moment, he went boom. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. It was the meteor launch pad. Yeah. So for us as Spurs fans, that was a f- great moment, a win over our North London rivals. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three guesses. You're not gonna need all of them. What do you think the Arsenal fan response was? When somehow this video of a Spurs news thing, all Tottenham hashtags, everything ended up in Arsenal's TikTok realm. What do you think was the Arsenal fan response to seeing this video? Go on, mate. Go on, tell us. Uh, great trophy for that, was it? You didn't win a trophy, though, did you? Who won a trophy? Did you win a trophy? Um, we then had, oh, well, have you bought the DVD of that then? God. I'm like, mate, if they made a DVD of that game, yeah, I probably would buy it. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> it's like, that was a great day for me. Well, what are you on about? Yeah, we didn't win a trophy, though, did you? Mate, I don't care. We won that game too well. I'm talking about this game. It's like saying, hey, look, I've got a nice apple. And I'm going, yeah, but you ain't got no oranges, have you? <sighs> yeah, yeah, but I've got this apple. And I'm really happy about it. Yeah, but where's your banana? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. I've got this apple. And I'm really happy about it. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I, mean? like, I yeah. like apples. I don't this care. Is a good apple. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about care. the apple trophy. <laughs> Man, they couldn't, they couldn't get it. Like, I know, I know. Because on that thing on Facebook, I I lost it. On this, I am giggling to myself because I'm replying and going, I don't care. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, yeah. well, small small club mentality. Oh, like, I don't care. Yeah, put it in your trophy cabinet. I can't, mate. It's full. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but what have you won then? And I rattled off everything. I said, no, um, any European trophies in your, in your cabinet? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> oh, my God. You then had to rattle off their FA Cup successes. So I said... When we won the FA Cup in '91, we held the record for the most wins at eight. So basically, when we win some more, we'll overtake your record. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you won't, will we? I said, well, we might. Yeah, 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 but you won't. Yeah, but we might. Oh my god, he was driving him insane. <laughs> 
He just, yeah, but you haven't won nothing since 91. Well, actually, we won a couple of League Cups. Yeah, they're not real trophies. No, they are. Seriously, they're made of metal and everything. <laughs> I was just having so much fun. I was just being such a jerk. Um, but yeah, I don't know how that happened. I just ended up on Arsenal TikTok with that video, and I really triggered them. And it was yeah. like not deliberate. It was supposed to be like a nice nostalgia thing for Tottenham fans. To go, oh, wow. Also, by the way, seven freaking years ago, I was like, what? Wow. Seven seven years that happened. That's mental, how, isn't it? How yeah. was that? How old was Seb seven years ago? Two. How old was Layla, man? Layla Mate. was well, Layla was in yeah. born. <laughs> yeah. Layla was the result of that double goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, something like that. Move on quickly. Yeah. Uh yeah, mate. Anyway, um we will wrap the podcast up here. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone for continuing to listen. Hopefully we've laughed a little bit and cheered everyone up towards the end. Uh Tottenham play Wolves on Sunday. It's a chance to get back on track. I dare say they're having some pretty serious conversations today with Mr. Conte. I don't see us defending that badly ever again. Oh, I don't know no. about you, but I, something tells me he might be having a few words. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm working, but my, my brother's taking Seb, so hopefully they'll, oh, get, they'll get a good wow. game. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. I like the fact Seb's still going. He's a proper dedicated fan now. Proper, proper dedicated. Yeah. Proper dedicated. <laughs> and let him tell him he needs to give us a prediction before as well. Mystic Seb, for anyone else. Mystic enough. Seb, yes. <laughs> right, that's it. New segment on the podcast. Right, funny, I'm not joking. Funny you say Every that. week I want Mystic Seb to predict the score and I, I want a recording of it and we're going to put it on the show. That's so funny you say that, Sam, because he said exactly the same thing. He's like, can I have my little bit on the podcast if yeah, I do predict? I was yeah. like, I'm sure Sam would be happy yeah. with that. Yeah, mate, Mystic Seb. That's <laughs> it. I will find some mystic-y music as, as a, like a musical bed and everything. That's it, Golly. Mystic Seb. He'll love that. He'll from, love that. From next week. That'll make his day, him. Sam. That'll make his day. Yes, there you go. We need cheering up after last <laughs> night. I'm, a, I'm all for that. Uh, but yeah, as always, massive thank you to everyone. Matt, massive thank you to you. Everyone, take care. Cheers, mate. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.